The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Efforts, all I expect from myself. With that, I will be satisfied no matter what. Ladies and gentlemen, the human highlight, Justin Gaethje. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. My Jimmy Bird is somewhere flying around spreading both laughter and diseases. And I am here with my new friend, Robbie Fox. Robbie Fox! Fucking up. Dude, I can't. I was about to do a car crash. Robbie Fox! Woo! From fucking My Mom's Basement Podcast. Is that right? Yep. That's right. Fuck yeah, that's right. And you know what's funny? Like, Robbie told me that, uh, he said that when people found out he was going to be on here, that they were telling him, yo, you got to geek out with uh, Matt Sarah because you're into a lot of the same shit. And I go to him, I go, dude, you're into my shit? And he goes, he just showed me his fuck. Show me your arm again. Because I didn't really, you showed me a glimpse that I didn't want to look at. You didn't want to see. You said, save it for the show. Because right away, I thought, I right away, I could tell. That we could be like new best friends. Yeah, we can. Everyone I told me, because I hosted with Jim a few weeks back when you were yeah. in Abu Dhabi. And yeah. me and Jim, you know, have that connection through like rock and roll. We love comedy and all that stuff. Yeah. You and me have the complete opposite. And we love nerdy shit. Yeah, man. Like, Listen, I fucking, I see Batman on your own. Yeah. Tell me about that. So this is a Jim Lee piece. It's oh. Jim Lee's my favorite artist ever Jim, to draw Jim, Batman. Jim Lee's amazing. His, uh, his artwork is inspirational. It's from Hush, which is one of my favorite Batman stories ever told. I've been watching Hush, the story of um, about Jason Todd, who was... <laughs> people are going to be like, holy fuck. I know. People tune what in for an nerd. MMA show. We got these uh, two. Hush is on the DC app, and it's... Uh, well, it's a movie. It's uh, based on the comic book. Yep. And uh, it's about like Jason Todd. I don't want to give it away, but basically I am. It's a it's a great it's, detective story. It you is know? so good, and and it's so it's not really for kids the um the cartoon of it. No, I don't know if you've seen it. No, yeah, I have it. It's oh. it's, it's very PG thirteen, even it's bordering fun. on a little R. I love DC animation; always nails it. D, it's funny. DC has they got the right touch when it comes to the cartoon movies. Yeah, you know, and uh, but their movies. Are lacking where Marvel hits it out of the fucking park with the movies, and I don't I don't hear too much about their their, their uh, comic their their cartoon movies. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Obviously, I think it all boils down to the guy at the top, Kevin Feige. That guy knows how to run a universe. He's been doing it it's for amazing. ten years. And DC looked like they tried to play catch up immediately with Batman vs Superman. They were like, all right, let's get everyone in the Justice League together, push him in there. We'll make it three hours. We'll do Doomsday. We'll do the Death of Superman. We'll do everything. And then once you rush it. It kind of just became became a mess. 
And I could still watch those movies. I enjoy. I enjoy Justice League yeah, for what same. it was. Uh, it wasn't like fucking Catwoman with Haley Berry and no, not but that it was, bad. No, man. But uh, but they just. But Marvel just gets it. Marvel just wows you, man. Marvel, they get it right. Now on the other side, I yeah. see a lightsaber. Yep. Talk to me. So Star Wars is my number one. Star Wars has always been this my favorite thing in the entire world. I like my, this. My brother named his firstborn Luke, so That's I wound up uh, throwing. Luke's lightsaber on my arm, full length. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I actually met Mark Hamill days oh. after I got the tattoo, and huh? we took a picture where he's holding, oh, sh- he's holding my lightsaber on my arm. He seems like such a good dude. That oh, guy. He man. seems like... And you know what I like about Mark Hamill is that... And by the way, we're going to talk about the fights this we'll past We'll talk weekend. about MMA. We'll get no, to No, no, we're going to talk about these I fights I love having you weekend. next to me, though, because you know when I talk about nerdy stuff on my podcast, people sometimes say, talk about the MMA. Come no, on, no, we no, want to hear you talk about fights. No, listen. Now I'll just sick Matt Sarah on. Well, let me tell you, 100%, 100%, I will come more of those fucks. <laughs> listen, but uh, I, we're definitely going to talk about the fights this weekend because there's a couple of decisions I'm not happy about. Like I wasn't, I didn't agree with. Okay. And we're going to get to that. But I like to keep them in suspense. Yeah. Because we got a, you know, a lot of things. We got Justin Gaethje calling in. We got TJ uh, Lavin calling in. I said it right? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I did. Why do I ask myself? But listen, now, The Last Jedi, I thought I had problems with that motherfucker. Oh, did, did you? you like it? I now, loved listen, it. I, see, I saw it eight times this in theaters. Is, this is interesting. Because people either loved it or they had problems with it. I had some problems with it. You loved it. Mark Hamill had problems with he it. He did, yeah. And Very like, interesting. Well, listen, he's not Luke himself. I mean, he's a fucking actor. But I mean, so it's like if he has a problem with it, that's, you know, it's like James L. Gerald's having a, Jones is having a problem with some shit. But um, what did you, what, all right, this is my problem with it. Can I tell you my problem yeah, with yeah, it? yeah. A little, too, like a little too artsy fartsy in a sense. Where all right, good. There's a big trick at the end where he's not really there. How about this? How about what we got the guy? He's uh, what, Ryan Johnson. Who's it? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. How about this? How about this? You fucking want to be M Night Shyamalan? Oh, listen, no, listen. I'll no, call no, out no. here. No, no. There's a problem. This, I have a problem with this. Uh, you know, Luke. You first of all, what? The, first of all, he's almost murdering his fucking nephew. Well, well, listen, I have a feeling, man, things are going to go downhill. Let me just, oh, it just it just washed over me like a bad dream. Really? You fucking psychopath? Come on, Matt. Come on. We're talking Return of the Jedi, though. Luke had the exact same moment of, of you know, Talk a lapse him. in judgment when he almost killed his father, Darth Vader. And he has that look. He looks down at the mechanical hand, you know, and he, he's saying, what am I doing right here? It's the exact same moment. It's just passed down a little further. Well, you know, he doesn't actually kill his nephew. He thinks about it. Well, and I think he, lit he up thought the about it because maybe Snoke was in his brain a little bit, putting well, some dark thoughts there. Well, that's, that's, oh, that's, you're, you're, you're taking some liberty with that, but that's okay. Sure. You're allowed that. to. Come I on, that's that, what nerds do. That's what nerds do. But my thing is, Listen, I'm feeling. I, I feel bad for fucking what's his name, uh, the Ben Solo. Fucking, How do you I, feel bad for he killed Han Solo? Uh, listen, this is the problem. Matt. All of a sudden, he's, he's 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 having like some some fucking dreams. He's in his little temple, and all of a sudden, there's fuck. Oh, there's Uncle Luke <laughs> who got the fucking <laughs> devil in his eye, and he lights up his lightsaber. Oh, oh, hold on, let me wait until this passes. Fuck that shit. If that kid was ever on the fence about going to the dark side, Luke fucking. <laughs> spot a front kick them over the fucking to the dark side. <laughs> I think you might be right about so that. So I had problems with that and my other problem with the thing was uh, my, he could have like with that shot of him at the end with oh, the door opening and him going to face the the, the, the whole uh, first order by himself. How about how about this Ryan Johnson instead of using all that force power to make him pretend that he's a ghost across the fucking 
galaxies and fucking and and then he's and he's talking to fucking Leia and he's hey, man. It's, I'll tell you. How about instead of using all that power, why don't you really fucking show up? Use that power to get the water out of your fucking X-wing that's buried right there. You fucking you cock tease us with that, and you get the water out of that thing. You go, you, you fucking jump start it with all this power you have, and you go there and you go out like a fucking space samurai. You 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 pick up these fucking adats and you put them into each other. You see, like, come on, man. Imagine him just ripping them apart and they're going, holy fuck, the most powerful Jedi ever. I don't know if that's the Jedi way, though. I always heard the Jedi would only use their power for knowledge or defense. And the fact that Luke was able to defeat the First Order without actually harming his nephew that you just had an issue with. You know, you didn't want him to hurt his nephew. Yeah, but that's but before the fact he fucking that he killed was him. Able to go out the entire time. I, I loved it. I think the thing with The Last Jedi, people were just looking for different things, and nobody realized it, but I think half the people wanted one thing, yeah. half the people wanted the other, and once we didn't get, yeah. some people got what they wanted, some people didn't, you know, obviously it's now the most polarizing he movie. He took a shit. Ryan Johnson took a big shit. A big, nasty shit. <laughs> on everything that J.J. Abrams set up. Oh, oh let's, so. you're crazy. Hey, you're crazy. J.J. Oh, okay, okay. Abrams. Let's put, let's put uh, what's his name again? Ben, what's, what's his ben name? Ben Solo. What's his name in the bad guy? Kylo name? Ren. Let's put Kylo Ren in a cool helmet, man. And we'll do, first thing, ah, get that ridiculous thing off the fucking, and, and Ryan Johnson's fucking taking him. But J.J. read the, the script for The Last Jedi before The Force Awakens was out, and he said, this is so good that I want to direct it. He said, the only... Uh, regret I have is not signing on to direct The Last Jedi because the script is so goddamn good. Oh, I don't know about that. He said that before well, The Force Awakens came out. Let's agree to disagree because I want to see that in print. Alright, listen. Let's get to some MMA. Well, oh, we'll talk way, a little MMA. Before, We're almost 10 right, minutes right, in here. We haven't even a, mentioned a punch. But really quick, really quick, before we get into that, there's something coming out soon that I had to turn, I, I told Phoenix about it. You have to know about it. Oh, I know what you're about to say before you even say it. We're talking Joker. No, we're not. Oh, but listen to me. That was a good try. Wait, wait, what, <laughs> yeah, what'd you say? No, no, it was it was a joke. It was, it was a good a try. Good I try. got my Joker tickets no, no, this no. morning. That's what I, I did not it. see Joker. Now you got. Now, that's going to be a date night. I'm going to have to see that with my wife. And uh, but listen to me, really quick. The Mandalorian. Did you hear about this? Oh, How awesome! Now this is going to be on that fucking um, the Disney new Plus. Dis Disney Plus coming out in November. It looks so. Fucking good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, Gina Carano's in it, MMA star. Yeah. And uh, there's a little know, MMA crossover for you. Yeah, there you see that. Carl that, Weathers, well, Pedro why, Pascal. That's why I brought it up because I knew Gina Carano was in it. Yeah. But uh, it looks great. And it's basically like a Boba Fett type character, bounty hunter guy, wearing the same armor, the Mandalorian armor that Boba Fett wore, that type of stuff. And it's Pedro Pascal, who was, uh, who was in uh, the Game of Thrones and yep. some other shit. As the Red Viper, and I like him anyway. I think he's a fucking. Oh, I think awesome, he's got yeah. some style. He's got some swag. Looks very like spaghetti western too. It looks so fucking good. Same cinematographer and director of photography as Rogue One. Obviously, that about, guy knew what he was doing. And it's got with the that look kind of Star Wars. It's got that kind of feel to it. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Okay, that was ten minutes. We got that out. Of, usually, we save that for last. Let's talk some MMA stuff. We got out of the way. We have a lot of MMA yeah. stuff to talk about. Now, what where do you want is to start the, with? I want to talk about the fights that were over the weekend. Where, how come they're not right in front of me? I'm about to yell at somebody. They are right in front of me. I, I'm yelling at myself. I'm yelling at myself. Robbie, look at me. I, I should have more. <laughs> I should have more patience. You understand me? Yeah. I should really quick. Uh, but really quick. Get but, on that Nate Diaz CBD. You know. Oh God. You know what? I love weed. 
Yeah, but anyway, me too. That's yeah. not the, I, I do. Do you have a pen on you? I don't. Not right, on well, me. No, I'm sorry, I, I threw them out. They say that they're killing people. I don't know. Are they the pens? The vapes? That, that's what they're saying, yeah. The weed one specifically. I'm not going to fuck around with that then. Don't, don't fuck around. I might as well just stick with flower. The, I think the flower is the way to go. It is. People don't want to smell like it. Definitely. They got to relax. It's a new world. By the way, there was some kickboxing matches and some MMA matches all at the same time uh, this past weekend here in Manhattan at the Capitale. It's called Combat at the Capitale. By promoter Lou Neglia, who's uh, he's a martial arts legend around these places. He's uh, a former kickboxing champion and a promoter who I started my mixed martial arts career under his promotion. Uh, so it's so funny, man. My wife, who uh, has, listen, she's 35 years old. She'll be 36 in a few days. She, she never competed in high school in anything. She was like a quiet girl. Uh, never did a sport in her life. And, you know, she started training kickboxing, you know, four four years ago, whatever, just to you know drop some like the weight after having the kids. My kids, I have three girls, and uh, next thing you know, after a while, she's like, you know, I might want to have a kickboxing match. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second, I go, I don't listen. I go, it's great that you're enjoying this shit, but I didn't know if she really knew what that entails. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I, next thing you know, I seen the work she's putting in, and I, I'm backing her up on it. She's doing all the right things. Her trainer, uh, Carol Colombo, is a, a girl that was used to be under Ray Longo, and uh, Ray. Lo she has a couple of amateur fights under Ray Longo, and uh, is a girl I know for 20 years, and uh, and and she trained her the right way, and she had a fight over the weekend, and she won, and I'll tell you right now, I couldn't be more proud. I'm only not getting emotional. If Jimmy was here, I might get emotional. Oh, I don't yeah. want you to lose respect for me. Okay? Listen, I would lose no respect. But Everyone at Barstool I, knows I, I cry at everything. Well, man. let me tell you Literally something. Literally everything. My kids and my I wife. I cry is hearing you talk thing. about it. Man, I'll tell you, my wife, I was so, she was so, she was like giddy the whole time. She, her nerves were fucking awesome. Wow. And uh, right, Crazy even, for a first even, fight, right? Even in the bullpen. Yeah, I had my three little daughters there, you know, my father in law. So we're in the bullpen, like, you know, right before you get out, you're in a little area. And she's just giddy, smiling, happy. And she did fucking great. She had a, she, she had won a unanimous decision. And uh, I could not be more proud and happy. How were your nerves? I was good. I was good because I seen, you know, she's been working with a lot of girls that, um, that uh, have a lot more experience than her. And they do the right thing by her. They don't just murk her, but they work with her. And she got some great sparring in with uh, my buddy, uh, Pete Drago Cell. Not her, not him. His girlfriend, his uh, fiance, I should say, uh, Ashley. She's been getting great battles with her. And Jenny Nadell, I want to give a shout out to her because she just won the, uh, I think it's the ISKA um, uh, belts over the weekend in the, same, in the same event. She's, as a pro, she just won the belt in... Um, in a uh, kickboxing match, and she's uh, she's she's a uh, uh, she's a great fighter, and and she really helped out my wife a lot. So I want to give Jenny Nadella a shout out because she had a great match, a great fight versus a heavy-handed chick, man, and she just outclassed this girl, outclassed. And then on the other side, <laughs> this is what I love about this girl Jenny. On the other side, the coach kept saying because Jenny's around Jenny's around forty, this girl Jenny Nadella, but she's getting better with age. The girls, so. 
the other corner is yelling in the last round, go, keep going after her. She's 40. Go get, get her. She's fucking. <laughs> so when the thing got ended, she looks over, she turns over and she gives the old, ah, salute to the fucking corner. I love she it. the old, flip them off. We're seeing and, that more and more in, uh, in MMA of, you know, people again, that are getting older are kind of like hitting their prime at an older age. So great, man. So she she flipped them off. I didn't know what happened. And then we found out after. She goes, yeah, the guy was saying, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, go after her. Go right after her. She's 40. She's fucking 40. She's like, yeah. She's like, I, I got your 40 right here, she told him. I love so, it. So uh, uh, I love that attitude. How were your nerves as a fighter when you were actually getting in there? Before was, before fights on fight night, were you uh, as cool? It, well, yeah, I was pretty cool. As it went on, like in the beginning, see, when I first got in the UFC, it was a little bit more... I had some more tunnel vision and whatnot, especially my very first fight. I had extreme tunnel vision because you're not, you, it's more of the production of it because you're so used to fighting in these, like a smaller event. I only had eight fights before the UFC. And back then in the, uh, the late nineties and whatnot, like not a lot of guys knew jujitsu on uh, uh, around, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would just take guys to the, I fought some tough dudes, but I would just, I would just take them to the floor and smoke them, you know? And uh, the toughest dude I fought was probably some like Russian Sambo dude. And I was, and because uh, he had some grappling ability, he was like, a tough dude. And like I tried to take him down, he wizarded me and I had to use my guard. And But I, I no, none of my fights went out of the first round. So when I had my first fight with Shoney Carter, who I felt more skilled then, but he had such, he had like 100 fights, man, from Japan or yeah. whatever. So he just knew, I, I just had my foot on the gas. Motherfuckers all slippery, and it was just so I, as I, as my fights went, you know, I got more experience in there. Uh, it was I was calmer and calmer. You know what I mean? Even with the bigger fights, when the big GSP comes longer, you still. Calm. Oh, I was I was calm. As, what's up, brother? Jimmy, who do we got calling in? Jimmy, Jimmy Bird, get him on there, that little fuck. I miss him. I didn't mean to call him a little fuck. Oh, <laughs> Robbie, do a little dance. Okay, sorry. Oh, here we Hello. go. Once again, we don't see our Jimmy Bird. Wait, I don't see you guys either. Why? Uh, I'm going to blame fucking Bob. Bob, is this your deal doing? No? Yeah. Oh, Oh, look at you. My good-looking partner co-host. So I apologize Um, if I can't. I have to look at the road because I'm doing 73 miles an hour right now. now I can't look at the camera. Now you're just being rude is what you're being. Look at us when we I talk to you. How oh, fucking dare I'm only Jimmy, I'm sorry, look at the road. I'm only kidding. Jimmy, it's yes, myself. Sir. I don't know if you've seen Robbie's here with me. Robbie Fox. Hi, Check Robbie. In. Yeah, Robbie Fox. I love Robbie Fox. We just geeked we just geeked out for like a whole fucking fifteen minutes about all shit that you wouldn't give a fuck about. Like so, what? Well, comic book stuff and, and, and Star Wars stuff. We probably have one person left listening. <laughs> like George Lucas or somebody. Yeah. Well, no, I like uh, comic book stuff. Uh, there's a new Spider-Man coming out. Are you aware of that? I don't know. Jimmy's fucking around. <laughs> yeah. Why? No. Is, are you fucking around? No, I just saw a guy in a Spider-Man hat. I was out <laughs> yesterday, and he, he had a fucking baseball hat with Spider-Man on it, and he was like 35 years old. Coming soon. And I'm like, there must be a new fil- uh, film coming out. I saw something in the theater. There was uh, Spider-Man. I don't remember what it's called, but there is some Spider-Man in the theaters soon. Might be a cartoon. Jimmy, did you? Um, yes, sir. I like cartoons. Did you see the fights over the weekend? Yeah, don't spoil it. I'm I'm, I'm saving uh, the Jeremy Stevens Jair Rodriguez until I get to my destination. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> oh shit! I don't think Jeremy Stevens seen shit since that. But listen hey, to me. Any update on his eye? Is he okay? 
I, I don't know. We're going to find heard, that uh, out. I Go heard ahead. corneal abrasion. Oh, is that what that is? Is it abrasion? Yeah, which is apparently he, he should be able to see like now. He should be fine now. Jimmy, I don't think Jim, it's a long-term Jimmy thing. could relate to Wait, did you say a cornhole abra- abrasion? A corneal. No, oh, no, no, I'm no, sorry, no. Jimmy. I'm also administered by fingers. My bad, um, Jimmy. I, I thought he said something else. Jimmy, yes. I'm confused here, Jimmy. What sure. the fuck was... And I like Yair. He's a nice kid. I understand you're frustrated, but it was your bad. Like, it's your bad. Yes. It's not like Jeremy did that to himself. You fucking gouged it. Don't be... Like, was he... What did he say? What was his official response to this? Because he did a lot of it was in Spanish. I don't know what the fuck Uh, was going on. It it was hard to say because he would talk for a minute and a half in Spanish, and then the guy would translate it as, "He is happy to be here." Like, so there was really you 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 lost half of what he was saying. I heard Buto psyched up. (laughs) I heard that too. I think he was worried about like uh, the fans throwing shit. So in that moment, him throwing his arms up, I'm guessing he's just trying to keep the the more the, the feeling positive in the room i don't know what he was trying to do he oh, obviously God. knew it was his fault yeah. uh and jeremy stevens did not want to not fight i mean uh i mean it wasn't like he got hit once and and, and couldn't continue uh that's probably very frustrating for him uh, dude i'll tell you and he kept saying like because i mean if you're injured you're injured man if you the guy yeah. the guy so i remember you could you see he's just he, he wouldn't he's smart enough to say i can't see because he knows that they might just stop it right there. It happened to Volante once with a nervous ref. Yeah. I think, her, first of all, props to Herb Dean. Yeah. We're, we're, everybody's quick to point out when a ref fucks up, but he did everything in his power to let that fight go on. Let's just ride out the clock. Let's just see if it the eye yeah. relaxes. You know? He did everything. I thought he was going to start blowing it or something. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. He's a, but he did everything that you could do. Uh, but Jeremy kept saying, man, he got me good. He got me good. So he knew, I mean, and if you saw that eye. The doctor was trying to pry it open. He couldn't even get it open. open They couldn't open that motherfucker. It looked like that feeling like, you ever have pink eye where you just, you can't open your eye. And and when he's trying to open it and the doctor, I was like, there's there's no way this fight's continuing. Because you could see he wants to open his eye and he physically just can't do it. And you don't want the guy to lose his eyesight forever. I mean, you know, they'll just rebook the fight. It sucks. But I mean, it was obviously a real injury. Why did he say Buto? Is that the fucking bitch? Is that bitch? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I know Puka is, but I think he, he's he was going yelling, on there. It's just like, I understand he was mad, but, dude, you got a man up. Like, it wasn't it wasn't Jeremy's fuck. You think Jeremy wants to be away from his family? Know, yeah. In the fucking... He spent $30,000 on his training camp. I mean, dude, look at that. That And he's a tough mother. He, dude, he's as tough as they come. And he was training at altitude away from his family, too. Oh, my goodness. For months. I understand. Hey, didn't even Michael uh, Bisping in the rings in the cage <laughs> say to him, he goes... Uh, he goes, you know, Jeremy gave up six weeks of his life. It was almost like uh, he was letting Yair know, like he's Jeremy's not trying to get out of this fight. Like, I, I think it was Bisping who interviewed him in the cage after, and uh, and he was saying that, uh, you know, Jeremy gave up a lot to be here too. So like, you know, it was almost like he felt like don't throw him under the bus, like he didn't want to fight. Oh fuck no! Yeah, he definitely um, wanted in there. Listen, I want to talk about the fights because I know in like whatever, like less than ten minutes, we got uh, Justin Gaethje calling. Right, guys? Yes. Okay, good. By the way, is there any news on what's next for Gaethje before you do that? I don't have news on what's next for Gaethje. I did talk to Dana last week, and I mentioned, you know, is Connor next for him? Because a lot of people seem to be thinking that is next for him. And Dana gave me a straight-up no. And then Frankie Edgar actually tweeted this week that there are rumors he has heard through the UFC that Connor wants to fight him. 
that Connor wants to fight who? Frankie Frank- Edgar. I would love that. Connor's been saying that for years. You know, Frankie's always been respectful to Connor, and Connor showed that respect back. He says Frankie's a, a legendary fighter that deserves a big payday before he gets out of this sport. That I think I'm, I think I'm actually really liking Conor McGregor now. Yeah, they've always had this weird kind of like go back to even when yeah. he was hosting the Ultimate Fighter, he respected Frankie Edgar. Would yeah. never say anything bad about him. Yeah, but what could what? But the thing is this: what the fuck could you say bad about Frankie Edgar? I'm with you. Right. I, used, like, to, you know I, know I mean? used to be a Tom's River kid, so I'm you with know? you. You know, I mean, he's just such a likable, likable guy. I, I, geez, dude, I'll tell you, I was, I like, I like where things are going. I like that Aljo's. And and it's going back and forth with uh, Shahudo. They're are they having a little uh, fucking Instagram yeah. thing or social media I thing? I talked to Dana about that as well. He oh. says he says Aljo is uh, next in line after Benavidez, unless uh, Triple C doesn't want to defend that flyweight title. Well, let me tell you something. I like that because I don't want because they were talking about Aljo and Frankie fighting, and I just did not like that at all. Right. It just really upset me, and I I just don't like it. You know, well, Aljo should be fighting for a title. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. He's, uh, well, I think he was he ranked second. I mean, Aljo deserves a shot at the title. Uh, and, and not that Frankie is a, a distraction fight for anybody, but I think that his next fight should be a title fight. Fuck yeah. Jimmy, a couple of fights here, okay? Uh, Caller Espaza ver- defeated uh, Alexa Grasso. No, she didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, she fucking didn't. No, she didn't. I don't think you she did. That she, uh, you thought you don't think she deserved it. I like I like Carla. I don't want to. I don't. And it's not her. She's tough. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. To get a, to get out of that arm lock, I was almost about to cover my kid's eyes. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, that's fucking." I'm like, "Look, girls, arm lock, arm lock." Okay, look away. It's fucking <laughs> gross. But listen. So I don't want to. I don't want to take away from Carla's grit and the way she fought because she 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 fought hard. Yeah, it's not you her know? fault. The judges. But came to that conclusion. Sure. I, I want a second to talk about Alexa Grasso because holy shit, man. I just, I like her whole skill set. I loved her jujitsu. It was threatening as all heck. Uh, her stand up was on. She did all the damage in all those takedowns. I don't even know if she, she maybe took an elbow, but she, out of, she was winning on bottom. She was threatening yeah. on bottom. She got back to her feet every time, except for maybe in the second round. But no, I think she did get back to her feet that second round. I think she did too. I she did. Right. So it's like, it's upsetting to me because I feel the, the one who put on a better display didn't get the nod. And I would hate to see a girl like that. Those dude, those Mexican chicks also. A huge spot too. Co-main event. Uh, Irene yeah. Aldana is another one. She's on fire, that girl. Yeah. And that, that's a just decision. Her versus Van, uh, Vanessa Mello. You know what I mean? And, By the uh, way, there's nothing wrong, Matt, there's nothing wrong with saying you think that. So you're not knocking one fighter when no. you say it's like Felder or Barbosa. You're not knocking mm. uh, uh, Felder when you say that, hey, I think Barbosa actually won that. Like, that's not knocking the other fighter. You know, I, I think that you're right. You got to call it how you see it. And, and that's how yeah. I see it. And, and speaking of that, Brandon Marino defeated Oscar. How do you pronounce that? Oscarov. Did you guys have that right, or did you guys fuck that up? That's right. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Brandon Marino. I need to fucking see a picture of these guys. I thought that's the guy that who? No. No, he didn't. Wasn't that a draw? No, wait. They gave it. They gave it to Oscar as a draw. They gave it to someone on the draw? Got, no. You guys, look at that fight again, guys. Look it up right now for me, please. 
Brandon Marino, it says, defeated Askar. Pronounce his last name. Askarov. And Askar, Askarov was undefeated, wasn't he? You guys, I think you fucked that up. I'm pretty sure that's a, a, draw, a draw. What is it? Draw. What does it say oh, there? There you go, draw. What does that say there? Hold on a second. What the fuck does it say on my paper right here? It says Brandon Marino defeated Oscar Oscarov. Well, I think he did, but obviously didn't. I'm not attacking you guys, but you fucked. Split. But these guys fucked that up. I think it was a split draw. Jimmy. Yeah, I, I, no, you're cutting in and out just a little oh, bit. Oh, but hold I, on. I, shut, I you shut that off now, guys. Shut that off for a second, so I can see Jimmy. I want to see Jimmy. Can you see us now? Or I can, yeah. Jimmy. I can see. Like, I'm yes, not throwing the guys under the under the bus, but they fucked up yeah. again. They fucked up no, again. No, you're not throwing them under the bus. They actually they sent out that prep sheet and then they laid under the bus. That's not <laughs> your fault, Matt. They laid under the bus. They Could, put little yellow stripes on themselves. They look at us speed bumps. Do you know why? That's not your fault. You just rolled over. You took but your you, foot off the gas. But, but you know why that's so important to bring up this fuck up? You know why? why? Because right. I wanted to point out that Brandon Marino should have got the decision on that fight. Yeah. Okay. So they had the right, maybe they had the right intentions in their heart, but it didn't make it to the fucking paper. It made it. So like, we don't care they what were the judges said. Hard to prepare the prep sheet. To make us look like assholes. Smoke. Yes. To make us look like assholes. All right. I'm sorry. These guys are so nice. They just, you know, <laughs> they got to get their shit together though. But listen to me, Brandon Marino, he won. I, dude, he, he won that fucking fight, man. It was awesome. And I can understand how that Russian kid, he was a Russian kid. The um, Askar, yes. Dude, he, he looked awesome. I could see why that guy was undefeated. He looked awesome. But he should have an L on that record now because uh, now Maddie's leaving the room. Sorry, it's not my fault you fucked up. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. But listen, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, uh, where's Matt going? He's probably going to call Justin nah, Gaethje. Nah, that he, is what he's nah, nah, he's upset. He's upset. <laughs> the guy's upset. He's upset to make me look like an ass. Well, I want to make a point. The point that the Brandon... Brandon Marino should have got that fucking nod. He oh, looked awesome, Jimmy. Do you have the Jimmy. scorecards in front of you, Matt? Do you have the scorecards in front of you? Like, what, no, what, what, no, what no. Okay. no, and God knows if they had that fucking it get that shit It says split right. on our sheet, but we don't know if no, that no, no. He, he lost a majority. It was okay. a majority, like, draw, draw or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, so Brandon, I think, I mean, dude, he... He survived. He he had to survive some bad positions. He turned shit around. He landed a left hook in that after that first escape that 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 uh, made Askar take a double step. And uh, there was so many moments in that fight that he had such he he, he outfought him. He he and 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 he was the underdog. It kills me when that they don't get that shit right. I don't know how they didn't give that to him. I, I, listen, it, the other guy was game. But I'll tell you, I, I thought I had, I remember thinking he had like every round. I got to see it again. I was watching, right. I watched him twice. And I'm like, dude, he but won you, this fight. Same thing so with the caller. two questionable decisions. Sorry, the, Matt, two questionable decisions. Yeah. Sometimes when you look over those, I like to see if it's the same judge uh, that fucked up both. I mean, again, it's kind of hard to connect it. But sometimes if you can see the consistent one judge making two bad decisions, it might be an issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. It, it, it upset me because, you know, you listen, guys put out there, they put their heart and soul into this, you know, and to get screwed by the judges, it's kind of like me coming in here and them fucking up the prep seat sheet. Like I, <laughs> yes, like, look. you work hard, you do the work, and then all of a sudden the ref screws it up by giving you uh, an improper prep sheet, so you sound like an ass. The best is, Jimmy, I'm reading in here, I go, wait, look, look, he won by, he won by decision, they're shaking their head, yeah, all right. 
I just accept it. I, I don't think it, I don't think it upsets non-fighters as much as it upsets fighters. You know? Well, I just don't. I don't think it upsets guys that are like behind the camera because I, <laughs> I look like the asshole and I'm reading it. I go, wait, that ain't right. I know the small. Wait, were they shaking their heads? Yes, they were shaking. Their oh heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were right too. I had their back. I just signed up with oh, them. Oh, Robbie Fox jumps on their bandwagon. Nah, man, it's in print. It's in print right here. I understand. Robbie doesn't want to get any problems. Robbie's smart. He's just like, yeah, the guys say so because they did write it down. So yeah. let's be honest. If I, if I I had to side with the guys. <laughs> you froze. Dude, I would probably have went with the guys confidently nodding. No. Well, Jimmy, I'm happy. God damn it. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. You froze a little bit. You're back now. But, Jimmy, listen. Yeah, I'm cutting it. I'm in the mountains. We know, we know better. We know better to listen. These guys are great guys. We I do. like these guys. But holy you gotta fuck. You got to put your foot down sometimes. Holy fuck, man. I got the memory of a goldfish. I knew this guy didn't get the decision. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Jimmy? Yeah. All yeah, right. I'm glad you pointed that out too. I'm I'm driving, so I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm looking at a bunch of beautiful trees, so I apologize that I'm not as with it as I should be. Well, you want some beautiful trees? Go look at a fucking Bob Ross painting. I miss you, Jimmy. I do. Well, I'm back on Wednesday, and All I right. won't be gone as much. I've just I've had a bunch of oh. shit to shoot lately. Um, yeah. You know me; I'm always desperate. I'm, I'm I'm trying to do 50 different things, so when they take 49 of them, I still have something to pay my rent. Yeah. So I'll be, I'm back. So I'm back on uh, tomorrow night late. I'm back, so I'm there Fuck. Wednesday. Jimmy, I lose this. I'm turning tricks. I don't know. I have three kids. I need to make money. <laughs> Listen, that's fucking. They, yeah. they, they can't all be gems. But uh, Jimmy, I was that's gonna right. say something else, and it totally slipped my mind, man. You know, well, Robbie, thank you for coming in to me. I appreciate it. And, uh, <laughs> you're a welcome guest anytime. Yeah, yeah. Oh for shit! Having me. Now I remember what I was gonna say, Jimmy. I'm getting what? my I'm getting my knee scope tomorrow. Oh, nice, fun. So they put oh, me to they put me to so sleep, not like a dog. They put me to sleep. I come back. I wake up back up. Hopefully, <laughs> they they put me to sleep, and uh, it's like an hour or so. They just go in, make two incisions, and they. I got told me you ever seen me walk lately? It's fucking depressing. So they got to yeah, fucking. Very I'm very slow. Not a, hey, there's my guy. There's my buddies. If I was slow this morning on the mat, strangling the fuck out of people. It doesn't affect you when you're rolling. It does not affect you for some reason. It's funny, right? It's like walking out of sloth, and then all of a sudden you put me on my back. I'm like, ah! ah. Anyway, Jimmy, I was going to say this. On yes. Wednesday, the great... Well, let's not say great. Let's save that for guys like me and you. The very good sure. Dean Thomas will be in studio with us. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, wait, good. no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Dean Thomas! Okay, all right. That's his fucking stand-up routine. Listen, I do it. I'll tell you, I like me some Dean Thomas, though. I, I can't wait for him to be in studio. So wait, wait, wait. What, what are they going to do to your knee? They're just looking at it, or are they actually going to finally fix it? They're going in there, and it's, it's called a, a scope, where they, they clean out the torn meniscus oh, and this and that. Okay. Jimmy, I think we got Justin Gaethje calling. All right. Why uh, don't we I'll tell him to fuck off? Do you want to keep talking? <laughs> all right. Talk to, I want to see Gaethje Connors the fight I want to see. All right, Robbie, I'll talk to you soon. Matt, I'll see you when I get back. I'm, I'm FaceTiming you later. Bye, Jimmy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I love my Jimmy Bird. All right, let's get Justin Gaethje on. That's a oh, wow, Justin. Dude, you look a little different, man. Your head got bigger and you're losing some. Oh, Maddie. Yeah, I can't stay mad at you. Did you happen to catch the video of uh, Kevin Lee playing video games while he was driving? He was he had one of those uh, Tesla self-driving cars. Yeah, I don't think that's good for playing the, video games that's while, for the, while I don't he was think on that's, autopilot. Kinda I don't crazy. think that's great for the kids. Are you ready to attack this this interview? Oh, I'm more than ready to attack this. That's good because you're like the professional journalist. I disagree. Yeah, well. Oh, look at this guy. The great Justin Gaethje. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Uh, not as good as you, my man. You're on fucking fire. There we go. Now I can see you. Good to see you, man. You got us? You got, this is my buddy, Robbie Fox. Yep. What's going on, Justin? Big fan. What's up, man? Now, Justin, you are pretty much... Are you unscathed from the other night with uh, Cowboy? Do you have anything wrong with you? My, um, what's that? Are you unscathed? You look like you don't have a mark on you. Yeah, I mean, uh, my shin was a little bit sore. I'm kicking the shit out of his leg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I, I Listen, I don't know if this is just from... Because I'm a grappler at heart. Are you, do you do any of that shit like the Thai guys do? Are you kicking trees and shit? Are you hitting poles? What are you doing with your shins? No. Nothing. No. Nope. Nope. You rub it any uh, what? Adrenaline's a hell of a drug, man. When you're in there, I don't feel a thing. You know what? I have trained. I've trained with that. We got that fight or flight. I have trained that fight to just go to war, and I just again, no, I don't think nothing. I don't even have no. I don't retain nothing when I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I did because it seems like it's awesome. But yeah, man, it's just uh, go in there and let the adrenaline flow. Well, staying in the moment is probably what helps you be the fighter you are. You know what I mean? I think my ADD always helped me as a fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm right there with you on the ADD, and it's definitely, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I always, even before Anderson Silver, like what that happened with his shin with uh, Chris Weidman, ugh, the shin cracked in half, remember that? <laughs> yeah. Even before that, there was like videos of like some kickboxers that happened to, nothing turns my stomach like that. So when I see you throw that shit with such abandonment, just bah, I'm just like, Fuck, man. Like, I know what it's like with, with shin pads on. And I'm not being a pussy. Maybe I am a little bit now. But no, I know what it's like. Justin, you have a, I mean, kicking an elbow with shin pads on and shit. Kicking a knee. Dude, it fucking blows. I mean, that's an understatement on, to say Max, it don't stinks. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. I'm kid. sorry. I don't, even throw, I don't even throw front kicks just so I don't kick an elbow. Because right? that shit hurts so much. But uh, if, you, if you go back, if you watch, I mean, I've had 20... You know, 22, 23 fights, nobody has ever checked one of my leg kicks. And uh, it's because the timing. My timing is, like, crazy, crazy good. I'm always – I'm always – I don't just kick with like, – I, I kick at a certain, very, very certain time with reckless abandonment where they cannot check it. They're either moving backwards so they can't plant so my leg wouldn't break it if they did check it. And then most of the time they're throwing a jab or a strike and, you know, my head's slipping off and all their weights on that. And that's where they, you know, all the, it just absorbs all the energy. They cannot alleviate any of that. Now, is a lot of that due um, with your coach, Trevor Whitman? Did he take you, was he your coach from the beginning, Trevor Whitman? Yeah, he has been for 
seven years now, seven or eight years now. And wow. I, I think because he's such a, like a like a like a nice like low key guy, like 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 I don't he doesn't get no he gets the credit, but I think he should get more credit. He's getting it more and more often now when they bring him on commentary for a little you know yes. analysis, which I think he does yeah. fantastic at. I really love Wait. that. He's an art. If you, you should see the, the equipment that he makes, you know, he sat there at the beginning and started making boxing gloves in his basement with his mom's sewing machine. Now we got him, you know, we're, we're about to go on exports. We're, we're all over the world right now and about to about to be way bigger, uh, about to have. He has the shin guards. You order them by shin length size and shoe size. So it's pretty much a custom shin guard. Um, the knee pad has like a little hinge on it, so it moves with your knee. So it's never your knees, your your knee are never exposed. We have a like a one inch pour on foam headgear, so it's really small. You can grapple with it, but it absorbs all the energy. So it's pretty. It's only to to prevent the bone, your bone from touching my bone in my face. And Trevor has. It's, a, it's crazy what you're going to see when it comes to the, the equipment that we're going to come out with at Onyx Sports. Is that what and, you guys, uh, I'm sorry, that's you guys together? That's your, your business? Yeah, yeah. That's Trevor's the, the CEO, the founder. I'm one of the co-founders. Um, so yeah, we've been going hard at that for like two and a half years now. And such a fuck, it's such a bitch to get a, a business going yeah. and to start something like that uh, from the ground. And yeah. it's so many headaches. But so is yeah, it- but it's, just, it's crazy what... What we're gonna do for the sport of it? There's no, there's no MMA equipment in the whole market. Go if if you're gonna look, go look up MMA equipment. It's all you know. It's all boxing. It's all kickboxing. There's no such thing as MMA equipment. And our stuff is an MMA equipment line, and it's gonna be game changing. That's interesting, man. Especially what you said about just making sure that your head doesn't just touch his head, like skin on skin. Like when I used to spar. I hated fucking headgear, but whoever I sparred had to wear the headgear. Only so you don't like yeah. get what I got over but here, like a head. vagina on your head from my fight with Lytle. <laughs> yeah, it's because you just don't want to connect heads. That's the only it's, thing. It's so thin. It's like a, it's not even. A, I think it's maybe half an inch, a three quarter of an inch. It's so it's, it's like, like a wrestling headgear, but even smaller. Covers your eyebrows, covers your cheekbones, covers your head, covers you right here. And it, you know they took headgear out of the out of the Olympic boxing for a reason because it made your head a bigger target. It makes your head heavier. You know, your brain, your neck is only is only meant to carry what's on your head, in your head. And, yeah, so when you're getting hit, it's, you're, you're getting hit more, you're getting hit harder, and way more often. So, we're you know, with this, you can just – it's just when somebody throws a low kick and I go to shoot a double leg, their knee hits me. It doesn't split my eye or forehead wide open, and I can fight in a month. Um, so, there's small things. When is this going to be available? When is this – it's getting off the ground now? Or? It's we're 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 through, we're prototyping all of them. We've we've been selling boxing gloves for a long time. The boxing gloves, it's just all crazy what this man can do. The whole strapping system has, makes an X about, across the back of your hand. So when you tighten it up, it takes all the dead space away and it puts all the pressure up. So that you need no hand wraps when you wear them, and um, it's constantly giving you the brace like a hand wrap would. Uh, when you're wearing these gloves, it's crazy. Fucking wild, man. How amazing is that? The guy yep. that most people would say, you know, throws reckless abandon in all fights, all wars, is possibly revolutionizing the future of, you know, training in this sport and the analytics behind all of it. I don't think people would predict that from you, Justin. It has to be. When you look at the numbers and the analytics when it comes to why people are not fighting, we've looked at, we broke it down by specific gyms, specific people, specific everything. How many, how many fights UFC loses uh, per year because of just minor injuries that you know i'm not saying that what we're making can stop you from getting hurt but it will 
protects you better than anything on the market. I cannot wear regular shin guards now because my whole ankle is exposed. And if my ankle is exposed, you hit an elbow, you're done for two weeks. I mean, you're not moving. If you fight in three, four weeks, that's not that's going to be a factor. And so uh, it's crazy what what this man is doing with this equipment. Now, your last three, three fights have been amazing. Not, I mean, listen, to get a, a, a KO in the first round is something at, at this level of the game with all the, the, the high-caliber fighters. But the guys that you did it to, Edson Barboza, uh, James Vick, and now Cowboy Cerrone, these are not easy guys to take out. You know what no I mean? No one's ever done that to the last two. <laughs> I know. Talking, a, finishing see, I, him in the first. I think I said, it's a little bit of an understatement where I'm like, that's not an easy yeah, thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Edson Barboza and Donald Cerrone combined have probably 40 fights in the UFC. In the UFC alone. No one's ever done that to them. I did that to both of them. Um, I'm finally fighting a much a different way. And I, it's so refreshing going in there and working one 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 hundredth of the putting one one hundred of the effort in and finding so much more success is crazy. My coach has been trying to preach it to me for so long and I couldn't grasp the concept, but now that I have, it's a, it's a pleasure being in there. Now, now a couple of, not first of all the great fights. I don't want to go to negative town, but a couple of your losses, the fights that you were definitely you were in, was uh, Alvarez and Poirier. I mean, those were competitive wars. Okay, what what changed since then? Like, is this you didn't get outclassed? Those fights were fucking battles, but something's different. Something's a little different. What 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 happened? Something's way different. Um, and before I fought Eddie, I was 18 and I was 18 and I was going to the Eddie fight. And like you said, I found so much success in the fight with Eddie. I wasn't sure. Like, I never knew any other way other than to go in there and just create chaos. I've always been, I've always come out on top when I was able to do that. And I always did that. If you watch all my fights, they don't start, you know, a minute or a minute and a half in. When that first bell rings, it's, yeah. you're fighting immediately. Yeah. It's a fight. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to, it's to the death immediately. So, um, I lost to Eddie, and I, and I lost to, to Poirier the same exact way. I was, you know, I found success, all this bullshit, blah, blah, blah. You think of all the, all the positives. So then I look at the negatives. It's like, well, I really got, you know, I got hit hard whenever I was tired, and I stopped moving my feet, and I became, you know, a, a standing target. And that was because of I threw so many shots. I mean, it wasn't because they were beating me up. I always got tired when I ever left a fight. I was always tired because I was fucking them up, because I was a hammer. Um, same thing happened in those fights, except they landed that shot. And so I really had to go back and reevaluate what I was you know, doing here. You know, I knew I hit hard. Um, and so, yeah, it, I just started slowing it down in sparring. And then, I, I mean, I honestly don't know. I never really mentally said, I was like, you're gonna fight differently. I just, whenever I start, started with Vic, you know, I felt um, that, me keeping the range was the most important factor in that thing. And I was like, you know, let's, let's build on that. And then I started understanding that if I can not get hit, then I don't lose, you know, and I will hit them eventually. So, you know, my feet have, my coach has been working with Trevor's a genius. I mean, I cannot state how much of a genius this man is. From eight years ago when I was, when I started working with him, it was, you know, learning how to walk with my punches. I'm still today, I'm learning how to walk and move my feet. Every punch I throw, my feet will move. No matter what, one foot will move. I'll always be moving off one way or another. I'll, I'll never be going straight in or straight out. Um, it's always scary to be at range unless you know how to close distance. I know how to close distance. I can close 
distance on anybody um, by shifting off and then, you know, I'm explosive enough and I've been wrestling long enough where I can close that distance. So I'm able to, now I'm able to stay just out of range where they think they can punch me, but then they go to strike and then, you know, usually they don't know they can punch you until you're already gone or until they've already committed to the punch. They're stopping halfway through their punch because they know I'm not there. And that's causing such a hesitation in, in what they're doing. And that's that's a success to my punches and my and my leg kicks mostly. Because as soon as they hesitate, they're off a beat. And then I'm leading. I'm, it's a dance. I'm leading the dance the whole time. Now, you know, obviously... Uh, for Habib, the next fight, everybody's talking Tony Ferguson, who's very deserving. So I don't want to take nothing away from Tony. Of but when I think of matchups, and I think of if just I think of let's let's say let's say Habib and Tony fight, and you're next versus Habib. Style wise, and I'm a huge Habib fan, but style wise, I haven't seen anybody being able to ragdoll you and take you you use your wrestling to keep it up. Like, could he, how does, how do you see a fight with you and Habib going? Is what I'm basically saying. Because is he, is he going to be able to take you down and, 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 and do what he does to these other guys? Um, I'm sure he'll be able to, no, it will not be the same. Nothing will happen on the cage. We will fight in the center of the octagon. He will, you know, as much as he's going to want to fight on the edge of the octagon, we're going to fight in the center. I'm going to throw massive shots. Most of them are going to come right through the middle. And I'm going to take chances and throw knees. And if he takes me down, that's fine. The best thing about, so no one understands, I heard Chael, Chael Sonnen say it on his podcast, thing about folk style wrestling, folk style wrestling does not happen anywhere in the world other than the United States. I only wrestle folk style, I very rarely wrestle freestyle. In folk style, you, I think the biggest factor is you're allowed to expose your back without giving up points, which means you scramble. So whenever he goes to take me down, I'm going to be flipping and rolling ways that he's never felt in his life. Um, that's folk style wrestling. That's exposing, being able to expose your back. What he's done his whole life, these guys could never expose their back um, to, to get out of a takedown because they were giving up points. And that's the first thing you learn in freestyle is don't expose your back. So you go straight to your stomach and you give up a takedown. They also never have to try to get up. They just lay there for 15 seconds and then they stand them up automatically. In wrestling, folk style wrestling, you get awarded for getting up and escaping. You also get awarded for holding someone down. But I've had to, no, you know, if one man could hold you down, two could rape you. That's been the, that's been my, that's awesome. I've lived so by cool. that since I was a little kid. I mean, that's been instilled in me. Like, you do not get held down. If one man can hold you down, it, then two can do whatever they want to you, you know, whatever, however you want to put it. But you cannot hold me down. I will get up um, and I will scramble, you know, different, in a different way than he's ever known. And I have, you know, no one in this lightweight division, uh, even you, you have a huge punch. But I don't think consistent. I, I think I have more power than anybody ever has consistently had in the lightweight division. Kicks mostly. And four or five kicks, I'm going to land four or five kicks through that fight. It only takes four or five. I guarantee you Donald Cerrone is limping today. Um, it didn't seem like it was that big of a factor, but he was in so much trouble so early. Um, you know, he saw it. He knew it and I knew it. And, um, yeah, as soon as, as soon as I figured that out, I was like, my coach wanted me to go to the body. I was like, you know, as soon as I found so much success to the leg, I was like, well, I don't need to take the chance to go in and go to the body if I can stay out here and touch his leg. Because I'm telling you, he wasn't walking into this. He wasn't walking right into the second. He wasn't walking out of the second round. That's how much damage I was already doing. Uh, you can see that he, he checked my kick three different ways, tried to, and each one became more progressive of a, this fucking hurts way too bad. I don't know what to do. And then he had to, he took a chance whenever he had to because he knew it was getting in such big trouble and I was able to capitalize on it. That's that's what how that worked. 
Did you see anything in uh, Habib's fight with Dustin Poirier or his fight with Connor that you're like, all right, I if this is me, I could capitalize on this shit. Anything? I don't even I don't even watch fights in like that. I watch. Ah, wow. It doesn't matter to me, dude. Like, I got thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of minutes to be ready and to put for 25 minutes. Um, you know, I guarantee that. It, uh, Guys like Dustin, if you've never wrestled, you you would think that the best way to stop the takedown is to get away from it. Yeah. I wrestled Jordan Burroughs two times. I stopped 20 of his double legs, and that was by meeting force with force. I freaking threw my chest into his head as hard as I can, and I dug for underhooks because the only way to stop a takedown is to meet force with force. You don't try to sprawl away. You, you know, Whenever you do a, a sprawl drill, you don't throw your hips away. You drive your hips into the mat. Because that's how you stop a takedown. So, yeah, I've wrestled my whole life. I and I, I hit so hard. Um, I guarantee he's going to be in trouble. Dustin had him in trouble, um, and Dustin was on the fence the whole time. In that second round, I saw when Dustin was, you know, pushing forward and Habib was on the back foot. If someone like Gaethje is in here, I feel like no disrespect to Dustin Poirier whatsoever, but Justin has, he's so unpredictable in the octagon, like he's saying, and, and so versatile with his movements, and he's Dustin never moving and Connor the same way. are so similar whenever with their feet. Every time Khabib's going to fake for a takedown, they're going to hesitate. They're going to bite. Yeah. You know, it's, it's push-pull. I, I, you know, I push, you pull. I pull, you push. I fake, you react. You react, you know, I'm already moving on because you're going to react 100% of the time. Me and someone like Tony aren't necessarily scared to engage in that. So he shoots, you know, every time he fakes, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm plotting forward in, in a way because I'm not scared. The same reason I can throw my kicks because I'm not scared if you grab my leg. I can out-scramble you. You might get the same with Dustin A. They both try to take me down. But I, you know, I was on the mat for like two seconds. In folk style, that wouldn't have been any points for them. In freestyle, yeah. But, I think so. very interesting with the whole folk style wrestling. Yeah. I thought I find that very interesting. I'll tell you what else, Robbie. Anything else before we let Justin go? I uh, I mean, right before we let you go, you mentioned that Connor's retired uh, in, in your post-fight interview. Someone brought Connor up, uh, and you said he's retired. I don't want him. I want the title. If that fight were to happen, if Connor, let's say in your mind, unretired and wanted to face you, how do you think that fight would go? Because I think that would be incredible. Yeah, I mean. I'm just looking from the outside. I, as far as I know, he's retired. Like he is ranked number three still. I've had four fights since 2017. The man's had zero fights since 2017, and he's still ranked above me. So uh, you know, I don't know if I just if he's still fighting. I absolutely want to fight him. That's the next step forward in the path that I'm trying to to walk right now. So you know, I think you know he thinks I'm super hittable. I would. I don't think he wants that fight. I think he's. You know, as much pride and ego that man has, I don't really like. You're a coach, Matt. Like, you tell me you're gonna be like, let's do it. Like, sign up. Yeah. No, you're gonna be like, don't fucking do it. Like, why would you do that? You know, it's hey, lose, lose. Anytime I mention anything with Connor, they think I hate the motherfucker. So I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I well, just think, if you were his coach, I guarantee, even if you hated, he'd be like, nah, don't fight KT. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, man, I think you're a fucking monster for anybody. And uh, I can't wait to see what's next for you, man. Anytime you're fighting, I know I'm watching. You know? Yes, sir. Justin, man. I have fun, man. I have fun. And good luck. Hey, listen, I, I hear a lot of passion when you're talking about that company you're making with, uh, with the equipment. We'll hear about it really soon. Hey, best of luck with that. Yeah, Come luck. back on here when you want to promote that. We'd love to do that for you. All right, cool. Thank you guys uh, for having me on. Congrats, Thanks, Justin. Justin Gaethje. Later, man. Good job, man. Take care, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I mean, I listen, I like Justin a lot. I think he's uh, he's just great for the sport. Very rarely do you find somebody with such with such power in both his hands and his legs. Yeah. Like you got Edson Barbosa. Like we talked about, he's so well-rounded. I know, but he just doesn't, he, with the grappling, he doesn't use it to really. Yeah, no. He uses it just to stand up and do yeah. what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. But if, you know, he faced off against Habib, that stuff he said about freestyle versus folk style, like you said, I thought that was, I found that very interesting. I didn't asking, even know that shit. I've been asking some fighters. Fuck. I had uh, your pal John Volante and Steve Amiotric on my show today. Ah. And I asked them what they would do if there was a Habib in their division, the exact same fighter, but just in your weight class. And I just wanted to get different fighters' takes on it because we, we've never seen anyone yeah. solve that puzzle and what they said about it was very interesting too you know they they talked a ton about wrestling and trying to defy habib's wrestling and play catch up with it because he's had so many years of it so hey man and also you look at a guy like uh like jorge masvidal going versus a master grappler and ben Askren. yeah you leading up to that fight you heard ben hey cool i know what he's gonna do he's gonna try to stay away of course everybody everybody knows if i get they, i get their hands on him they're in trouble you think he's going to try to stay away? He's going to try to jab and stay away. Yeah. And then he just ran right the fuck at him. Ran and, towards him as fast as he could. And again, I loved, the, I loved his, his reasoning behind it. When he had the reasoning of the three outcomes. One, it could knock him out, do what it did. Two, it could go, like be like, um, give him something to think about if it doesn't yeah. knock him out. Three, he can get a takedown off it. He'll scramble himself back up to his feet, and now he knows he can't hold him down. So I'll tell you, when he said that, I go, all right, this Jorge Masvidal is not just that guy fighting in the back alley for some fucking cash. He's an intelligent, intelligent fighter. Yeah, He's been in this game a long time, and there was method behind that madness. Dana seems to think there was a change somewhere along the line for Masvidal, because I brought that up. You know, Masvidal's been in this sport for 14 years. He used to be fighting with Kimbo Slice in backyards in Miami. Shit. Yeah, man. And all of a sudden, he's one of the biggest stars in the entire sport. He's strung together a couple wins that are unbelievable. The Till win, where he showed, you know, he could come back from adversity, getting dropped early on, getting that win, and then getting the Askren win. He's now at the top of this game. I went to the press conference for him versus Diaz Ooh. over at Pier 17. It looked like the it was beautiful. The crowd we right? saw there was insane. And as, as soon as Diaz took the stage, everyone lit up. It was one of the funniest things, because even Dana said it on stage. He's like, Jesus Christ, guys. New York is a cloud of smoke right now. But not, that whole fight has like uh, a feel about it that I've never seen in the UFC. Uh, dude, I'm. T- I, I, listen, that fight, that's just like two guys that everybody respects because you know they're real guys. Bad motherfuckers, and, uh, as, the, uh, as the title I says. Really, I really respected the fact that when, when, when Nate had the mic that he called out Masvidal, I go, I couldn't. 
Because that, I mean, that just shows you how real Nate, Nate wants to fight another real guy, man. Absolutely. And, and you're not that these other guys aren't, but they, I mean, a guy that's basically most like him, like, yeah. like a no nonsense, like guy. So, I mean, Hey man, a guy that's not just going to try to win by outpointing you, a guy that's going to try to win by taking your head off. Hey man, as all the makings of a fucking great fight. When is TJ Lavin calling in? Because all right, Sweet. good. Dana also just confirmed that The Rock will be awarding the winner of that fight the title afterwards, yeah. which is just amazing. I don't know if you were a wrestling fan back in the day. I'm a massive wrestling fan still. Yeah. So the fact that we get a little crossover there—that's how I got invested in the sport. Once Brock came in, really? Yeah, oh, I was I like, know oh, that. cool. We got we got a wrestler going over to MMA, and as soon as I saw Frank Mir get that victory over him. After getting pummeled, I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. You can come back from anything. And I was in from there. It's as real as it gets. And I think the next card I watched was uh, was Joe Lozon was on the undercard. And he, he picked up a win over Kenny Florian. And he was my guy ever since Joe Lozon. Oh, wait. Joe Lozon beat Kenny Florian? Yeah, way back in the day. I think. Uh, Are you sure? I want to say like 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know they fought. In a lightweight division. How did he beat him? Uh, I think he, f I want to say he finished him. That's fucking interesting. Yeah. You got that right, right? Because poor Kenny's like, what the fuck? Do you want to do you want to fact check just in case? But I'm almost positive. <laughs> yeah, well, they were positive. It was a card they, right they were after, positive. It was a card they were positive that Morano won that fight before. They were positive about that. You saw them. I did. I was I was with them. You saw me. I was nodding along like no, a sheep. They fucked me on that one. I think they want me to look like an asshole. I think they want you in here. Oh really? They're trying to they're trying to replace you. <laughs> Some young blood, man. Um, here's a question that I came in with prepared. Um, and I know so, this isn't a Matt Sarah interview, but I'm going to use my time next to a legend like yourself to ask you some questions. Talk to me. The night you knock out GSP. Yes. What did you do immediately after that fight when you go back to the locker room? You know what, man? Well, first it was well, locker room was a lot of high fives and fucking yeah. Did you just rewatch the finish a thousand times as many times as no, you could? No, no. We it was hard to get through the the hotel lobby, which was wild. And then some girl was like, oh, is that him? I don't even want to look at him. Some girl's all upset. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? He's trying to hurt me out there. So uh, I remember I was like, yo, my guys, I don't know where you got to do it, but get me some Italian food. So they found me a meatball hero somewhere. And it was fucking good. In the middle of the night? Yeah. Celebrated with a no, nice meatball no, hero, you know, boys? No, no after party, no nothing like that. That's the way to do it, though. A nice, subtle after Give party. shit, man. Yeah. Just got a little food. And just bask in the glory. My favorite thing to do, obviously, I've never knocked out George St. Pierre, but if I go do something fun with... I go do something fun with my pals, like, we play... Uh, I'm in, like, a band at Barstool, so we do, like, a bunch of you, shows. In a stuff. band band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you play? You sing? No, I play bass. Oh, shit. Um, but after shows, we always have the most subtle after parties. You know, if we're playing in North Carolina, we'll hit a little Waffle House. We'll hit, like, something like that. A little meatball sub with the boys. Talk about the night. Talk about how much fun it was, and then you move on. That's what you gotta do. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to go out and get whores. No. I'm married man. Married man. But I'll tell you, I felt like celebrating last night when I, I, I fucking... Do you play video games? A little bit. Well, you better fucking act your age. I know, right? I actually played some video games this weekend for the first time in a long time because everyone was telling me you got to get into the, uh, the Call of Duty, the new you know, beta well, was out, so I downloaded you know that. I haven't played my... Ex I haven't did the... Ex I haven't done the regular conventional uh, video games in a while. I've been living in the fucking Oasis. I got the Vive Pro Vive, okay. the virtual reality set where you put the headset oh, yeah. on. And I go in there and oh, let me tell you, young Robbie, I murk some fools, man. I, I, I do What games right. are we talking? Standout Battle Royale is my favorite. 
standout battle? Well, is that it's basically, a Fortnite you ever, thing? You ever hear of PUBG? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's that, but with virtual reality. You're in a plane. Jeez. They drop you on an island. You got to find weapons. The perimeter brings everybody in together. 30 guys drop. One man's got to last. Let so what are you playing with that virtual reality oh helmet God, on? I've never, I've never worn one Well, you one put of those. the helmet on, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the, the visor and whatnot. You hold two controllers in your hand. So when you put the visor on, you see the controllers are your hands. So when you go to pick something up, you squeeze the controller, you pick it up, you could let the cartridge come out. Oh, dude, it's fucking sick. And when people are sneaking up on you, are you like legitimately like getting spooked? Like you're watching like it's like a jump scare? Oh, yeah. My wife, man, she went to play that game once and another game she went to play and there was was a big spider on the floor coming after her. Oh, I can't do that. She goes, I'm done. She's like, I'm done. My kids play like to the top where they're like climbing buildings. Dude, it is so, it is ready player one. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's been more than t- two two minutes. Where the fuck is this TJ Lavin? Okay, good. All right. <laughs> got him. For people that don't know, uh, TJ Lavin is a uh, seven-time X Games medalist, BMX, and he owes MTV's The Challenge, a combo of Amazing Race plus Survivor plus Real World. He's hosted it forever. He's been on that fuck. show for, I think, like 30 seasons. Yeah. You think I would have caught a season? I don't watch that MTV though. The challenge? Oh, you're not an MTV guy? Yeah, I was back in the '90s when back you were when not. They actually had music. You, how old are you? Twenty-one. When were you born? Ninety-eight. God. Yeah. Fuck, you're a young kid, man. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. actually be my kid. Crazy. I'd be honored. <laughs> I'd be honored. All right, let's talk to T.J. Lavin, man. Let's hear what. He, and he used to do a show with uh Robert. With, with, not Robert. With Forrest Griffin. Who's Robert? Oh, there he is. What's what up, up T- TJ Lavin? What's up, man? What up, bro? How are you? On unfiltered with uh, myself and the great Robbie Fox. What's going on, man? I'm from Barstool, man. so we got a couple of uh, mutual friends there. He's from Barstool. Honored to be here, man. I love, yeah, I love the Barstool guys. So, hey, man, we're hearing that you've been a fan of the UFC like forever. Is that right? Yep, from the very beginning, brother. 1993, the very beginning. The very, very beginning on, on VHS tapes. Oh, my God. What got you into it? And, and, and when you first started watching it, I mean, what got you into it? What got you watching that? Um, you know what, man? I, we, we were in, we were in uh, high school at the time. We just started our high school. And, and I was, like, just real, real into it because we thought it was, like, no, no holds barred type yeah. of fighting, you know? Like, it was, like... I think only thing that were illegal were grind shots and headbutts, but I'm not even sure if headbutts were illegal yet. But it was it was <laughs> crazy because we couldn't believe that a guy that was you know that light, like as light as us, 150 pounds or whatever, uh, yeah, like, could actually win that first fight too. Was that in the world. that first fight on UFC one was the total mismatch in weight? It was the sumo wrestler versus you know a smaller guy, so it's a great fight to start. Is there any connection yeah. there? And like this is an extreme type sport. And, you know, you were obviously into all the BMX and the X Games, those type extreme sports that were trying to get the mainstream appeal like the UFC was. Was there a connection there, you think? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a solo sport. It's on you, dude. Like, like if you, if you want to do, you know, do the extra work and put the extra hours in and take the extra slams, then you're definitely going to be a better rider and, and a better fighter. So, it, it really goes hand in hand. I mean, it's it's very, very, uh, there's a lot alike. Um, when we're taking a shower in the morning, Matt, you can attest to this. When we're taking a shower in the morning of the contest. The chances are the shower's not going to feel the same when we're done. 
Oh fuck! And, and, and uh, every time I would take it, I knew it. I knew it. I was like, I was like, well, I'm gonna go take some serious slams right now, and it, it, I could or couldn't be in the same position that I am right now, but probably will not be. It'll be definitely hurting really bad, like like the, the whatever scrapes or yeah. whatever broken bones or whatever, you know. Have you ever done any training yourself or no? In the martial arts? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a lot of jujitsu. Um, oh, awesome. To, to, to try and stay fit with um, Jeff Glover. Oh, you know he's man? fucking awesome, Jeff Glover. Yeah, but that guy. He's, he's a wild man. I just started yeah. following him on Instagram recently. I, that's yeah, so that funny you brought awesome. him up. Yeah. I love that guy, man. But he 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 was awesome, man. And he, he was like, he was my first jujitsu trainer. And now... I go to Dunham's uh, when I'm, whenever I'm, I'm playing. I go to Evan Dunham's, oh. and um, and Kyle Griffin is my guy. You know what's funny about a guy like Evan Dunham? That guy was a great fucking fighter that just came this close to to get to that next level of everybody knowing him. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah, hundred percent. He's so he flies under the radar, regardless. Like, even if he was the champion five times over, no one would really know. You know, because he's such a laid back, super chill, humble guy. Like, like yeah. it's insane the amount of humility that guy that guy has. I, I just, I long, I, I hope to be as cool as that guy. You know, it, I yeah, I've I've met him. I we've had a couple of uh, account encounters together. He's always been a nice guy, but what a great skill set. He's always had a the striking with the jiu-jitsu. And I, it's not that I thought he'd go further, but he had some tough fights where he was like about to break through to the next level. And then, but hey, listen, but he's doing great. I don't want to turn the yeah. negative bill about fucking Evan. Dunham. No, no, no. The, guy, the guy's yeah. he's actually starting a fight team, believe yeah. it or not, here in Vegas. So he he, uh, he has the Dunham Jiu-Jitsu and he has two locations for that. And the next step was for him to create a fight team. So now he's he's kind of putting together all the chess pieces and I really think that he's not done. I, I don't think he's done. I think that, you know, we, we talk about him like he's done, but he's not done. That guy's, that guy's a comeback kid, I think. And, and then, uh, he has a good, good future, man. Now your buddies, that guy's with, badass. yeah, he is a badass. Now your buddies with Forrest Griffin, right? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. You did a show with him. Is that correct? Oh, my oh with dude, that. yeah. It was called uh, Anything Goes, and that was our podcast. It lasted for like about six months or something. And and we we uh, but but both of us have so much going on that we we have we weren't able to get together too much because like I would be out of the country for two months and then I'd come home and then he would be out of the country for like a couple weeks and and it was like the exact same time and schedules were all hard and we were just. We really were, were, were using it as an excuse to hang out every week. It was a great show while it lasted. They did some episodes with uh, Megan O'Livy, Joe Benavidez. Oh, Very yeah. funny stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. We, we love the guy, man. I mean, we, I, we love each other, but we just have a hard time getting together. So so we will bring it back someday, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. It's fun. Now, you've been a host of this MTV's The Challenge since, what, 2005? Is that right? Yeah, 15 years. Yeah, Fuck. brother. Like, it's crazy. Now, did you ever think this show would be this popular for this long? I mean, that's the Hell insane. no. <laughs> like, it's, of course not. Like, like it's, it's. It, I tell you what, man. I really, really, like, got lucky, man. Dude. That's all it is. That, it, that's all it is, dude. That's, that's some good job security right there. Holy yeah. fuck. 
That's, so, a, that's a long show, man. That's insane. It's yeah. all that long. It's crazy, man. I've done I've done twenty five seasons. Now, for the people that don't know, it's a com- it's like a combo of an Amazing Race plus Survivor plus Real World, pretty people much. Love the challenge. The challenge has like a, a cult following, like you wouldn't believe. Now, what's the craziest shit you ever seen somebody do on the show? Do you anything come to mind? Um, you know what, man? We had we had like a bunch of oil, all oiled up on cars, and and they, we had them hanging forty feet above the water, so they'd have to jump from car to car with it being oiled up. <laughs> And the jumps were sketchy, bro, like so sketchy. And that's the gnarliest thing I've ever seen our, our challengers have to do. Like, cause I, all the other stuff is pretty, you know, it is what it is. You have harnesses you got, and it's scary, but, but, and you're, you're way, way up there. We've had to do the Q1 tower in Australia and things like that. But, but this was super gnarly because, uh, actually one of the guys got knocked out, Leroy, uh, got knocked out doing it because it was so sketchy. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, man, because you would push off the car, your feet would slip, and then you land on the next car, and you're slipping already, and you just oh crash. Dude, they were dude, they were crashing their ass off, dude. I was like, oh my god, this one's bad. And there's been a ton of challenge personalities over the years that people know as like almost like fighters. Who do you think would be the best challenge personality to transition into the MMA world? Would it be like a Johnny Bananas or a CT? Um, you know what? Like CT's gnarly, dude. Like he 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 should have been a professional football player or a professional athlete somewhere. He he is he is like he's really good and he's got like such determination that no matter what, if he gets a dad bod or not, the guy just keeps on going. And he's badass, dude. So he would be awesome, yeah. Um I think that that somebody like a bananas has such good agility and so much agility like his his balance is great he's good at everything he does so you have to have a very wide range of skill set to get into the mma and to be a decent player in the fighting game but so i think that 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 a bananas wouldn't do bad man i think if he had (laughs) proper training he'd be good I think people would love to see it, and you're you're known for really hating on quitters. You you hate quitters. You hate people that quit. That people that give up. So when you're watching MMA and you see people tapping out, are you just getting pissed off? Not at all, because <laughs> okay, tapping good. out is part of the game, dude. Like if you tap out, that's not quitting in my mind. That you're in there first of all, and and tapping out is is very very necessary. And in fact, Kyle uh, was in an armbar at some contest he did a year and a half ago and didn't tap out in time and now he has a dead man's hand like his hand looks like it's a dead man's because he doesn't have the nerve in his elbow because he got snapped and now he's got to go get some surgeries and all this stuff and he's got to deal with work and all this i'm like dude why didn't you just tap out he's like i don't know i should have like you know it's yeah. a, I, I, like tapping out is part of that's like saying saying that somebody was quitting when they crashed on their bike that's that's not true that's that's very out and or getting knocked out and or getting you know submitted whatever any any other thing is you know is okay in my book if you, as long as you don't or get if you got even if you got poked in the eye you couldn't continue because you have blurred vision or whatever like anything like that is cool quitting is that you you had a bad day at the gym and you were like oh I'm kind of feeling soft 
today, so I'm just going to go ahead and quit. Yeah. Now, I'm glad we got that cleared up. Yeah. Any fights up and coming that you're really looking forward to? You got the Diaz-Masvidal fight coming up? No, the Diaz-Masvidal the Diaz fight's going to be so sick. I mean, the the the, the BMF tour, <laughs> the BMF <laughs> is, uh, is a pretty cool belt. Um, that and now Dana has a real belt there. That's pretty awesome. Um, I I'm excited for that, dude. Like I don't know how many people are 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 tripping on that or not, but I'm very much excited. I'm very excited for that. I'm I'm actually going to be traveling at the time that they're they're playing that. So thank God I got the UFC app. I can just go ahead and knock okay, that out. Nice. Now listen, man. Your daughter is an active. She's active in surfing, snowboarding, scuba diving, among other things. Is that right? Your daughter? Uh, oh yeah, my daughter. Yeah, yeah, dude. My she's she's badass. How old? She uh, she does everything. She does people's hair. Like huh. she's a hairstylist at, at a place called Square in Vegas. It's, it's, it's killing it. And then and then on top of all that. Her mom raised her right. You know, her mom and I, like, we, we we got her into surfing at eight years old. I threw her off of a canyon swing in, in New Zealand at, at nine and a half, but you had to be ten, but they let her go anyway. Um, like, we, we had some crazy, crazy times, and she's now, she's just a, an awesome adult, which oh. she's 20 years old, and she can back uh, a truck up in a, with the boat and all that stuff into the lake, no problem, you know? That's fucking awesome. You have how many kids yeah. you have? Just one or how many kids? It's, you just got to build some badass kids, man, because sometimes they're, they grow up a little bit weird. Fuck yeah. They're, they're in the video games and, uh, and, and nothing wrong with that, but just dudes got to do some real shit games. too. Like, like drive a stick, you know, how many kids do you have? Uh, just one. I mm. met her when she was five. Um, she came with my wife and it was a package deal. And, That's awesome. and, uh, and, and then, uh, and I adopted her, and she's badass. She's my daughter, like since since she was five. So ah, that's beautiful, man. That's amazing. All right, man. Hey, listen, TJ. Anything you want to plug before we get you out? Before we get I, out? I don't, man. I just want to say thank you guys very much for having me, man. No, it's an honor. I love it. And, awesome, uh, man. I, I'll see you in the future, Matt. A hundred percent. I know you're traveling a lot. If you're ever in the New York area, hang out with us in studio, man. We have a good oh, time. Oh, that would be so badass, dude. And I, I saw you at Dana's birthday, and I was oh. like, there's Matt Sarah right there. <laughs> why, you should have, why didn't you just say hello? I did, I did. We said oh, hi to each other. I'm an asshole. <laughs> we did say hello. You didn't have a hat on. You didn't have a hat on. No, I didn't I, have a hat. I didn't have a hat. No, I was there. I was dressed. I was suited in booty, baby. I was there with my wife. Hey, TJ, my, uh, not to brag. My wife, my, I was there with my wife at the party. My wife just had her first kickboxing match the other day. Ain't that nice? She did. Yeah, she won. Ain't that nice? Oh, dude. I'm, I'm just bragging sorry. about my wife. <laughs> I'm sorry about that sideways shit, man. Hey, uh, so I, 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 I just realized that you guys are this way because when I put it this way, it had you still in the in the pencil thing. And I was like, come on, man. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, that is badass. How did she, did she win? Yeah, she won a unanimous decision, man. And again, she's 35. She never had a... Like, Never had a, she never did sports or anything in her life. So for her to do this and take a fight, it was just something uh, inspiring, Definitely. you know? And now she understands. Oh, she gets it. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. gets it. You know, now she tells yeah, me to put great. out the garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> Fuck yeah, TJ. Hey, TJ, man, I feel like I know you for a while, man. Good talk, dude. Thanks yeah, for hanging out with us. Ass. 
We'll talk hey, to you thank again you guys soon. Very much, man. I appreciate it. Thank thanks, you, man. Good talking to you. Thanks right. for hanging out Take with care, us. Take care, man. Have a good one, guys. Later, Later, brother. What a good dude. I think we got a new friend of the show. I'll tell you what. That's just such a cool dude. You know when you get a cool yeah. vibe from someone, he starts using oh, gnarly, throwing that yeah. around. He's doing the little hand signal. I, I like, like him. Or I like him already. He's just almost intimidatingly cool to me. Yeah, no, good dude. Good yeah. dude, man. Uh, I don't get intimidated easy though. No, you were you not intimidated by me when I walked in studio today? Well, I mean, I saw those tattoos and I yeah. you instantly got a hangout pass. Oh, you didn't have those tats on? I'd be like, yo, get the fuck out of here, kid. Right, I'm only kidding. What is that on the bottom though? Is that a fox? Yeah, it's a fox. Who's so uh, when my sister got married and lost the last name, we got matching foxes so she could oh, keep the last name. Oh, I got name. it now, Jamie Fo I'm a fucking slow I'm, motherfucker. He, you know what? You just mentioned Jamie Foxx. Before we get out of here, I could tell this story. I met Jamie Foxx. Robbie Foxx, by the way. I met Jamie Foxx right before Mayweather McGregor in my hotel. He was going to the fight. How crazy is that? He's a big fight fan. Are you guys related? That was my intro to him. I shook his hand and I said, Jamie Foxx, my name is Robbie Foxx. No relation. Which was, I was very proud of that intro. Was he happy about And it? then the craziest thing that happened, a Habib fan walks up to him. This is before Mayweather McGregor. Ooh. So a Habib fan in the Papapka, the, Ooh, you know, the, the white Afro hat he's got. Yes. And he says, oh my God, Jamie Foxx, he's clearly from Russia or somewhere, you know, yeah. far. And he says, can I take a picture of you? And he says, sure. And he said, I want to hold you like fish. And Jamie was like, what? I swear this is a true story. Everyone in the room is looking at me like I'm crazy. He picked Jamie Foxx up like he just caught a fish sideways and dropped Jamie Foxx. And then asked for a picture with him after that. And Jamie was so cool about it. Didn't have any security. Didn't have anyone around him. So right by the elevators at the Aria Hotel. Was like, fine. He took a picture with the dude. And then I grabbed a picture with the dude afterwards. So wait, wait, he was cool. And wait, I said, wait, who are you rooting on. for tonight? And he said, come on, dude. I'm black. So I said, Mayweather? And he said, yeah. So wait, hold on a second. Now, he picked up and he dropped him? He Why? dropped Jamie Foxx. Why did he drop I'm telling him? you, he, he just couldn't hold him. Jamie Foxx was a heavy dude, I guess. He picked him up sideways, like holding him like by the hip almost, like a fish. Yeah. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in real life. When I tell the story, people don't believe me. Did it you happened. Ever, did you ever see the new Hellboy movie? No, I didn't. I heard it was horrible. Well, whoever told you that deserves a smack. Because it was fucking excellent. Really? And I want you I to see it. I like the guy it. that played Hellboard, David Harbour. Let me tell you something. That movie's underrated. I want you to see it. And next time I talk to you, I want to hear you know what you think about it. All right. That'll what be you, my homework. What do you want to uh, promote? Anything, buddy? Uh, my Mom's Basement. Every Monday, we got, uh, like I said, it's kind of a mix between nerd stuff, a little bit of rock and roll, and then mostly you know, the bulk of it is MMA, pro wrestling. Today, we got Stipe Miocic, John Volante, and Adam Cole, who is a wrestler over at the WWE. How did you get Gian Volante? That guy's hard to reach. You know what's so funny about that is I had Stipe booked, and he just showed up. And I, that was my first question for him. I was like, John, why are you here? I, I mean, I'm a big fan. You know, I grew up in Jersey, so I've always been a fan of the Long Island fight. Yeah. He's an East Coast guy. But I was like, why are you here? And he's like, he's, I'm just hanging out. He's just a plus one. He's just a plus one. Anyway. Stipe, Stipe seems to think he's riding his coattails. That's fucking awesome. Well, they're both studs. Robbie, I had a great time, man. I always and, have a great uh, time. Thank you guys for uh, letting me do this with you guys. Well, listen, you're going to do it again real soon, man, because we had a blast. And uh, next time you'll be in the studio, hopefully Jimmy's here too. And we could, it'd be like in stereo. He'll be in the middle. We'll just like geek out. Yeah, and he'll be in the middle. Together. He'll be in the middle just fucking squirming because he hates hearing my geeky shit. I love but it. But fuck that. Too bad for him. Jay, Robbie, good seeing you, man. Good times. Everybody, we out. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door. 
where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.